Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Basement Ballers podcast. My name is Karim. You do this shit every week, man. They Bro, what it. if we got some new viewers? They you don't know, know. They know our name. No, nah, they don't. They do. You don't know your bum ass. All right. Anyway, my name is Karim. That's Brahim because he doesn't want to introduce his dumb ass. And uh, this is episode five of our uh, weekly uh, <laughs> soccer podcast where we talk about Premier League, where we talk about Champions League, where we talk about everything European football related. Uh, and this week will be no different. So this week we want to start off by giving our Premier League roundup. Uh, for this week, it's Sunday, April what? Sunday, April 16th. So that means we've basically almost completed match day 31. There's just, one, uh, I think, two games that are tomorrow. The Liverpool versus Liverpool Leeds. versus uh, Leeds. Yeah. And then is that, la- is that the last game? Yeah. Let, me, let me do a quick double check on that. I believe so. so. Basically, match day 31 is over. Yeah, so Liverpool it, it's, it's Liverpool and Leeds. That's the last game for tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Um, but for the most part, we're going to be able to give a pretty comprehensive uh, Premier League rounder for the week. Starting we, off We don't care about mid-table clashes. <laughs> wow. All right, bro. Watch, watch your tone with Arsenal tying uh, to West Ham. Anyway, we're going to start off today with the first match of this week, which was uh, Aston Villa versus Newcastle. So this was quite... Uh, the interesting outcome, I would say. I would say, yeah, shocking. Even. It was shocking, but given Aston Villa's recent form, it wasn't like, like insane. Like, like, well, yo, them winning isn't the shocking part. It's the fact they spanked the best defense in the league three zero. That's the shocking. Because remember, last week we had <coughs> basically praised uh, Aston Villa for how they've changed, how they've become more of an attacking side, and how. Yeah. Uh, Emery has converted them to a more of an attacking side, and they really showed that because at, like Newcastle didn't even like appear to be uh, competing with them. Like they were just penetrating their D pause. Like it was crazy, um, and it was very like uncharacteristic of Newcastle. I would say. Yeah, yeah, it was a very, it was a good evening for Emery. You know, it was a very. Yeah, I don't know, man. Villa is. Uh, I think, bro. I don't. I think that result brings them within like four or five points of top four. I'm pretty they're, sure. They're they're in Europa League qualification now. I'm pretty sure. Let me check. If they're in the Europa League with Emery as their coach. Let's see. Yeah, so Villa right now are six points behind Newcastle. But Newcastle, and, well, six points behind Newcastle, nine points behind Man United, but they both have a game in hand on Villa. Let's see, okay, top four is probably very, very unlikely. But no, like, they, four, could, they could yeah. still, they could probably, they might even leapfrog Spurs. <laughs> we'll talk about that after. Yeah, uh, but anyway, that was uh, a pretty interesting result. But shout outs to Aston Villa. Honestly, they've really managed to turn their season around. Uh, potentially even earning their, themselves a, a Europa League uh, qualification for next season, so l- we'll keep an eye out on that. But yeah, that team is that team has been looked pretty good, especially um, Watkins. Yeah, Watkins. Watkins is like uh, absolutely. He yeah. could have had three, but then they they yeah. called he, that he's one. He's an Arsenal offside. fan as well, man. Yo, if you wanna if you wanna pull up, you know, to the title charge, you know, just you can just pull up, man. Fair enough. Um, he could be yeah a backup though. I would say, like I wouldn't say I want to I, I want to put him as my main striker. No no no. Jesus is doing work for you guys to be fair. Yeah bro, we all need Jesus in our lives. Yeah, <laughs> yeah Arsenal needs uh, Jesus to a higher order this week. Bro, it's it's written in the stars. We have Muhammad and Jesus on our teams, bro. Like this this is a holy victory. That's why people should root for us and not Man City. I mean brother, I'm rooting for you. I don't want no dumbass Man City to win shit. But uh, anyway, listen that that's obviously we're gonna get to that. But the, the next matchup, which is obviously. Um, kind of become a trend uh, as of uh, this season, which is the Chelsea and Brighton <laughs> matchup. Uh, you have Chelsea going up 1-0, uh, but basically throughout the entire game, they didn't look convincing in the slightest, really. Right? Yeah. They, they were Brighton was on their ass basically from the minute that they scored, and it was kind of curtains from there, I think. Yo, it's because the... <sighs> God. Okay, yeah, so the thing is, right, so Conor Gallagher scores like... 
actually, before I get to the goal, so the Mudrick assist, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've been seeing this shit because this has to be like trolling. So Mudrick has the most assists in Chelsea in all competitions. Mm-hmm. But did, did you see both how, like both of his assists? What they were? Yeah, they were shit. One of them was just a looping ass header when yeah. they played against when they played against Leicester, and then this one was literally just like. He drops off to Conor Gallagher. He just takes a wick, like some random shot. It deflects off someone goes in. But then Chelsea, by the end of the first half, I saw this. They only had, Brian had 67% possession. Mm-hmm. They're playing at Chelsea. Yeah, exactly. So, like, I mean, bro, Brian, I mean, after they got robbed at Spurs, they should, like, they deserve to beat Chelsea. Like, but Brian should be, like, Brian got robbed of at least six or seven points. Like, they should be comfortably top four right now, I think. Yeah. No, Brighton has had a pretty good season, to be fair. They, they've been uh, They've been competing with everybody. Honestly, just watching them play against Chelsea. Obviously, Chelsea is a banter club this season. And, like, I didn't expect them to beat Brighton because of, how like, how Brighton was looking this season. Um, but Brighton was really dominant. Like, like, overly dominant given the squad, I think. And I think Lampard was making some – like, I think it's nice to have different, like, rotations, especially when you're losing – but at the same time, there are key players that you're not playing, like a, like a Conte or like a Thiago Silva, that like can really like maybe like I know that he's kind of like thinking, oh, Champions League is our priority, which is fair enough, yeah. right? But um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's what Champions League? <laughs> what Champions League? Yeah. So we're gonna be talking about Champions League obviously a little well, later on. But uh, I mean, Chelsea has become quite the uh, like I honestly like. No, st- here's sl- yeah. Here's my thing with Lampard as well is that. Now, I don't know. I think he either started or he came off the bench. Regardless, um, there was Ziyech. Ziyech played during the game. Mm. And the thing is, what I don't get is that they have that one dude they signed, Medwiki or Medwiki, yep. however you say his name. They gave, they paid 30 mil for him. The thing is, Ziyech, obviously, like, he made it known he doesn't want to be at Chelsea. Like, he tried to force a move to PSG during mm. the winter. So, the fact that he doesn't want to be there, I don't get why you're... Let me check. Was he starting or... Ba- Regard- I don't get why he's even getting minutes over him, the other guy they bought when, like... Bro, like, what is like? He's still young, you know. They should be playing him. Like, let me see. Did he start or did he get subbed on? Let me check. Okay, yeah, he got subbed on. Yeah, okay, yeah. so Ziyech got subbed on for uh, Pulisic. Okay, that's the thing. It's like, like he's good. Ziyech is good, but he doesn't want to be at Chelsea. Clearly, so I don't get why they're still. Like, I don't and Pulisic is like another should. weird case because he should. He's not been performing well for Chelsea at all. Like his ga- like he played like garbage yesterday. Injuries as well. Um, That's his issue. It's always been injuries, man. But he sh- he turned up for the World Cup, so like if it, like I could definitely say that he's shown sparks of brilliance Yo, in that sense. But like maybe yeah. he just needs to get out of Chelsea. I think is he's just injury prone. It's always like that. Yeah. And also, bro, he's you know he's the LeBron James of soccer, dude. Yeah. You know, so he should be doing uh, he should be doing. I don't know, man. Like even like the thing is with him, he's injury prone. But even when he's not injured, when he plays, I don't know. There's only one time that Pulisic looked good to me. Now, granted, I don't watch. Chelsea every single week, obviously, but when they played, this was a post lockdown football. Back when they came, when they came back from like the three month, uh, the three month period, mm-hmm. um, Chelsea then and in the FA Cup final, especially in the FA Cup final, we ended up winning that. But during the FA Cup final, he's the one who scored. And he was just terrorizing mm. David Luiz and Socrates the whole game. Yeah, and I was just thinking, I'm like, like I was shocked. I'm like, damn, like he, like I didn't know he was that good. Yeah, like he, he was, he was, he was saucy for a while, but then since then he's just been kind of. You know, I don't know. Yeah, I think Chelsea needs to kind of just get to that finish line at this point. They're like, you know, it's finish a right off, what, bro? Tenth? It's a write-off season. I don't think they're gonna get relegated. That's a bit like uh, <laughs> no. they need to. Yo, once yo, no Premier League team has ever been relegated when they're on forty points. So they need they're on thirty nine. So just you get one more point, and you're fine. Yeah, yeah. Nah, I, you guys are looking good, especially because like those those clubs at the bottom are pretty much banter at this point, like Leicester and Southampton and then uh, Forest. 
But uh, obviously, uh, but their schedule is fucked for this. Season. You see who they still have to play against? Chelsea. Chelsea still have to play against us. They still have to play against Man City. They still have to play against. Um, let me check. Chelsea's because this is this this was like the the last like month month and a half was like their winnable run of games essentially, yeah. and they lost all of them. Like Chelsea's remaining games are gonna be tough because they're playing against. Let's see. Okay, so they play. So they have to. They're playing. They're playing Man United, except the game that they had against them was postponed. But they're gonna play them eventually. Mm-hmm. They have Brentford, which is hard. Arsenal, Man City, Newcastle, Bournemouth is not easy, and they have Forest, who are gonna be in a relegation. So none of their games really remaining are gonna be easy. Mm-hmm. Like the easiest game out of all of them is probably Bournemouth, because I think Bournemouth are. I think that result against Spurs pretty much save save them. I think like them winning that. I think they're probably safe. Mm-hmm. I think because I think they have like a seven, not seven. I think they have like a five or six point gap. Aren't they over. like they're like fifteenth now, fourteenth? So they're, yeah, they're, no, like points. Yeah, exactly. They have like uh, I think four, four or five points ahead of relegation mm-hmm. spot. Yeah. Um, they've turned up against big teams. They're six points ahead of, they're uh, six points ahead of Forest with the same amount of games played. Yeah. They're on thirty three, and they're, yeah. yeah, they're fourteenth actually. I th- I would say Bournemouth is looking pretty good, especially because like again they they've been they've been. Putting up good results against pretty solid teams. Yeah, they almost beat um, Arsenal. Obviously, Liverpool and Spurs are, are, are also like like don't get me wrong, they're pretty banter terrible this season, but they're still big clubs. Like you know, like as a, as a as a like a lower table team, when you go up a team uh, up against a team like Liverpool or Spurs, you're still giving it your all. You still like, but you fear them, right? Because mm-hmm. they have potential to to, to be uh, a, a tough opponent, right? But they've beaten both mm-hmm. uh, as of recent. So I feel like that's looking kind of good on their end. So Bournemouth is and. Um, yeah, I think Bournemouth is, is not safe from relegation by any means, uh, but there are teams that are playing much worse yeah. now that are much more um, likely, I would say, yeah. to be relegated. I think, I think this result. There. I think this result's gonna do wonders for them. Yeah. Keep in mind, but keep in mind as well that they almost beat Arsenal. Well, mm-hmm. not almost. Well, they 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 almost drew with Arsenal. We ended up beating them last second, but there was that against. The, yeah, they beat Spurs. I'm pretty sure they played against Man Man United not long ago. I could be mistaken, but yeah, they've been putting up decent performances no, against bigger teams. But like, I think, I think they should be fine. But moving on next, actually, to the other result, Fulham Everton. I think Everton are fucked. Like relegated? I don't know if they're relegated, but bro, they're they're basically they're on the same amount of po- they're 17th on the same amount of points as Forest. We're 18th. But like, I don't know because they have Sean Dyche, who's like. Not, Sean Dyche is, is wavy. He's a, he's a good coach, but yeah. like, I Fulham, don't know. Fulham is I another know. Fulham is another side that has been quite surprising. Obviously, a yeah. team that's come out of like the, the 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 championship and then moved on to the Premier League. I thought they'd be relegated. They're yeah. a yo-yo club. Yeah, right. And yeah. and right now they're currently in tenth, right, with forty two points above Chelsea. Right. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, they they like made basically Everton look like baby food. Like uh, if you watch the game. Like Everton was basically like didn't know what to do. Whenever like Fulham attacked, they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. That's that like they looked lost the entire game essentially. Yeah. Um, and it just really speaks to the the, the forms that both teams are currently in. Like Pickford, obviously, like he didn't have a great game. Yeah. Um, there was nothing really going on for Everton at all during that game. They got that one goal back, but like it it was Fulham's to win, and they did so. Mm-hmm. So like fair play to them. Yeah. No, it was. I don't know, Everton, like, it's so weird, bro. The, the amount of money they spent over recent years to, like, the last two years they've been pretty much fighting relegations is kind of, I don't, I don't know. I don't think they're getting relegated. I still, I still, um, I'm sticking by my predictions I made last week. But 
Um, things are not looking good for them. I don't know because who the fuck do they even like? Who's gonna want to say that? Like, bro, half their team. Like, look at this. Ka- uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, for example. Well, in my opinion, is one of the only decent players. Like, never plays because yeah, he's always he's injured. Injury prone. He's always Very injured. They have him. They sold Anthony Gordon, which like I think he was overhyped to shit anyways, but he was decent. They don't have him. They had I remember when they got Decore and Allen and like those guys in their midfield, I thought like that'd be cool, but like even them, they've been kind of shit. Mm-hmm. They've um I don't know, man. It's funny to think also through what, two or three years ago they had James Rodriguez and Carlo Ancelotti as their <laughs> on their books. Mm-hmm. That's Everton. Man. I don't know, man. Like to me. I don't know if I'm an Everton fan, I'd be pissed. Because like, what's the direction of the club? Like, they're they're too good to be fighting relegation each year. They have too much money. They spent too much money to be this shit for the last two years. Mm-hmm. But it's like, I don't know what they're gonna do to get out of it. Yeah, I, I mean, this year was obviously a bit of a weird year with they had Lampard as their as their uh, manager in the it's beginning of the season. And shit. Like, uh, then he gets sacked, and they kind of like they go, they go through obviously a, a cycle of different managers. I think that more often than not, when you cycle through managers mid season, you really tend to the suffer i think you, you tend to not perform as well as you might hope um well they've been better under dice than they were in the lampard of though, course so. i mean bro like uh, my, my grandma could create a team with all her friends at uh, the mosque and they would be better <laughs> under dice than lampard so um yeah lampard is shit <sighs> but that, i mean that that uh, that game is, is pretty self-explanatory we also had southampton versus crystal palace which ended uh, 2-0 uh, for uh, Crystal Palace's uh, f- in Crystal Palace. Yeah, the, the, they're safe, man. The, the relegation fears are, are gone. Yeah, they're safe. Yeah, they're no, they, safe. They, they put on a pretty solid performances. Uh, Southampton had a lot of chances, a couple a couple mm-hmm. posts uh, they hit. Yeah. Uh, they just couldn't they couldn't finish properly. So it was really the, their game to lose. They could have, I think they could have very well um, tied it up. Mm-hmm. They just didn't manage to. They couldn't put the bo- they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. That was their main problem in that game. Uh, not their qu- lack of quality by any means. I mean, like obviously they do have a lack of quality in the season's mm-hmm. like overall uh, viewpoint. But in terms of this game alone, they had chances. They couldn't capitalize. Crystal Palace takes it. Uh, and then obviously you had Man City versus Leicester. Mm. Uh, that is just a, another bullshit, bullshit, bro. Okay, yo. Granted, I watched. I only watched half the game because by halftime it was what fucking three nil. Yeah, so three like nil. I didn't watch the rest of the game, mm-hmm. but well, Leicester had chance to score. I mean, the X. I mean, I know XG is a stupid metric, but if you look at the XG after the game, Leicester had a better XG than Man City. Mm-hmm. Another thing, like, and also, so now Holland with his brace because he scored a pen. He scored the. He scored a really nice goal after, mm-hmm. but. That brings him, yeah, on 32 goals. So now he's equaled Mohamed Salah's record for uh, goals in the Premier League season. Yep. Now, the official record technically is 34. It was by um, was it Andy Cole and uh, Alan Shearer. They had 34 goals, but that was when the Premier League was still 42 games. Oh, I see. So in a 38-game season, the record is Mohamed Salah, which is 32, and now Holland's equaled it, which mm-hmm. he's going to beat, obviously. Yeah. But... I know dudes are – here's the thing. The thing is with Holland, though, is that I've seen people say, like, okay, but Holland's thing isn't as impressive as, as Salas. And I will agree based on the fact that with Holland, bro, it's like you kind of just – like he scores so much, you kind of just, like, get lost in the amount of goals he scored. Well, Mohamed Salah, the thing is with him is it, it, it was so, like, shocking. Like the rate he was going at, you were like – I mean, yeah, like, like he, it, he it, comes, it, it was, it was like, his surprising. first season, though. It was his first season on top of that. Man City's team is way better than the Liverpool team that Mohamed Salah mm-hmm. joined. And he was doing it all from the wings. Exactly. Right? Exactly. Which He's is like, obviously, like, no disrespect to Haaland, but, like, when you have KDB feeding you, like, absolute beauties. Yeah, exactly. Mohamed Salah had who? Henderson? Actually, well, in the first uh, 
like, the first no, no. half of that season, he had Coutinho on his team. No, 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 so like, Hamad Salah did have did have ballers on his team. He but, did, but, he did. But, but like, but at the same time, it's it's different. You're a striker versus yeah. you're a winger, and you're scoring like like Hamad Salah's goals probably like were better. Were better. They were better. You know? Yeah, no, but the th- well, Holland did score that bicycle kick. Oh, last that was season. so amazing. It was a wavy oh kick. Oh my god, that was so. Wavy. I know, but for me, so now he's he also beat a record. He has the most goals by a Premier League player. Like he has 45 goals in all, comp- uh, all competitions this year, yep. which beats any player than the Premier League that's ever done that. Even Ronaldo, Ronaldo never did. I think Ronaldo only had 42. Mm. I think that record was also Hamad Salah. He had 44. Yeah, he had 44. Yep. Yeah, and now Holland beat that 45. Yeah, so damn Salah really had a. Salah was kind of wavy, bro. Like some people are afraid, like yeah. tend to disrespect my brother. It's still Hazard though. All right, well, that, that's. Uh, I it's mean, what's Hazard doing now though? I don't care. What's Hamad Salah doing now? Shit, Hazard has more Premier Leagues. Yeah, but what's Hazard doing now? Yeah, he has a, they have the same amount of Champions League. Brother's warming up the bench at Real Madrid. Shit, that sounds lovely to me. Enjoying, enjoying that, you know, nice uh, Mediterranean sun. Yeah, enjoying that Mediterranean burger. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's not even the Mediterranean. I'm fucking dumb. It's the fucking. Uh, it's the Iberian Peninsula. So that's what, like the that's the Atlantic. Yeah, no, Mediterranean's Italian. My brother said the Iberian Peninsula and expected us and the viewers to understand what the fuck that is. But moving on to uh, <sighs> let's let's go with Man United versus Forest because I wanted to like save some extra cute time for Arsenal at the end. <laughs> but Man United versus Forest, I didn't actually get a chance to watch this game uh, did, yeah. because we're filming on Sunday. Uh, but Man United does win uh, 2 0. Uh, Anthony with a goal from was Anthony good. And, uh, he, assisted, he also assisted Dallas goal. Yep. Nah, nah, Anthony was good today, but the thing is, I'm, I hate. Okay, granted, for his first season in England, he's not been terrible. I hate when people try to t- say he's like a flop because he's been underwhelming. He's not a flop. People, no one, uh, the one player no one ever talks about is Richarlison. Dude has no goals, nothing in 31 games. Well, my brother scored a goal and got it taken away. Like I like against uh, yeah what's Anthony it, uh, I think in all competitions this year I saw it like early yes ten goals four assists which like honestly is not like terrible the thing is with him he's just he's a fucking Beyblade though but he he is he is decent he is decent Man United now are on fifty nine points so they're yeah I think Man United I mean they had like a few top four fears I think comfortably finishing top four because fucking Spurs are no no listen I think Anthony is like like I think we can distinguish between uh a, a couple things the first thing is that has Anthony come to the Premier League and kind of uh, put his made his mark, and to some extent, of course, you can't deny that, right? But obviously, yeah. you can still say that he's not worth a hundred million. I mean, a lot of players that are being signed for a hundred million, yeah, no one, yeah, no, they're not worth it, right? Even even uh, uh, Atletico Madrid is, is asking for a hundred million for Joao. Uh, so, like at the end of the day, like these players, a lot of these players that are coming up and saying we're worth a hundred million, they're not actually well, worth a hundred million. Well, the most I saw this actually, I saw a video about this the other day, and it's interesting because. The most expensive ever signings in the Premier League, out of the 10 of them, I think only one justified it. Well, one justified its price tag. So, off the top of my head, I don't remember the exact prices, but top of my head, I remember. Okay, what, Lukaku, obviously did not yeah, justify his price at all. Van Dyke, he justified it. You had Anthony. Well, so far, he's not justifying it, but maybe. The jury's still out. Yeah, Pogba didn't justify it. Um... Kai Havertz one of the most expensive. Kai Havertz, besides that Champions League final goal, he's no. Yeah, I don't no. think he's really justified it that much. There was him. There was uh, Harry Maguire. <laughs> he shit, so no. Well, you had um, Jack. Gre- I mean, Jack Grealish has been good this year. He's been very good this year, but still 120 million. I don't know. Like Jack Grealish is like. Yeah, 60, 70 million. Cool. Not a hundred. That's the thing. You have to keep in mind that these are 100 million. 100 million. For 100 million, I'm expecting you to be fucking messy. <laughs> 100 million, I'm expecting you to, like, uh, score, like, yeah. I'm expecting no. you to score from the halfway line. <laughs> like, you feel me? Like, nah. It's 100 mil. That's the thing. Like, 
So for me, only one player has ever really justified their price, and that's Van Dyke, because you got him and won a Premier League and a Champions League. So like, yeah, yeah, justified it pretty easily. Mm-hmm. Except uh, he f- he fell off, man. I don't know. Give him some time. Give him some time. Van Dyke is that like one of those players where I think that okay, you're allowed to have a bad season, right? Yeah, but, but he's had two now. Like, oh wait, no, 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 hold on, no. So yeah, this isn't yeah. It's not two, bro. No, it's no, because two. that one season you guys barely made top four. He he was injured the whole year. I forgot. Yeah, so right. yeah, okay, yeah, no. Um, I think Van Dyke will make his return, and obviously that's a topic for another day. But Van Dyke is is one of those guys. I think that just he he does need some support. He's getting older. He's losing some pace. I will admit that. But give him some support in the midfield. Get him a nice solid DM, and I think that like he'll become a better leader for the it, team, a better uh, facilitator. That's what he needs to really work on. I think he needs to work on his leadership, and being really that yeah. that that. I guess that role model for Konate, because Konate is that n- up and coming Liverpool defender that we really need to kind of. Uh, build on. I right? think Konate. I mean, maybe it's a hot take. I don't know. I think Konate's slightly overrated. I think that like. I think he's good, but I think people. I, I think, think he's, he's good, being over. Yeah, but he's like he has had some injury issues and some fitness issues, which which get definitely worries you as a Liverpool supporter. Mm-hmm. But I think that you can definitely see strokes of brilliance, which you shouldn't say that. Oh my God, he's amazing. He's the best defender in the league. Yeah. By no means that you should say that. Mm-hmm. But you can at least ad- recognize that there are is potential, right? Yeah, um, but um, I did also want to highlight. Obviously, it's not Premier League, but Man United did um, bottle against Sevilla. Um, <laughs> Harry Maguire and uh, both. <laughs> so, uh, for those of you who didn't watch, I'm pretty sure a lot of you guys did watch it because uh, Man United was getting bantered all week. But Man United was playing a uh, the first leg of a Europa League uh, semi-final. No, or it's the what? it's the quarter. Is it the yeah? It's the quarters. The quarterfinals yeah. against Sevilla. And against basically, Sevilla. they go up to zero. Right? Feeling good? Feeling cute? And it's like, what, the 85th minute? The 80th Bro, minute? Bro, so, yeah. Okay, so Mal- uh, Malasia scores an own goal, and it's like the 78th minute. Yeah. So, yeah, it was close to 80. Then Maguire gets... Okay, granted, here's the, here's the thing, though. I will say this. The goal itself is not Maguire's fault because it just kind of hit him without him really yeah, knowing. So, it's not, it's not his fault. It's just the fact that when Maguire's there, just now you know, it just looks so shaky. Yeah. They, they just look nervous when he's there. 100%. And you know what, listen, presence. I don't want to, I, I, I spent quite a bit of time on TikTok bantering Man United, but I do want to say this, Man I, 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 I'm starting to feel kind of bad because like no. they lost Martinez, they nah. lost Varane, they lost Rashford. Nah. Um, let them like, suffer. <laughs> let them, let them suffer. <laughs> I mean, listen, you fans are absolutely toxic and pretty, pretty annoying to deal with, but Dude. I can definitely like, I think that you, you guys should be happy now that your players that have supported your team have gotten you to that really comfortable top four. I don't think that you guys are going to falter, especially after winning, getting these three points today. Um, um, but, like, like I, that, think, I think you guys forget about Europa League and forget about uh, for FA Cup because I don't think that you guys have the squad, the depth necessary to win those cups. Yeah, I'd say let's focus on top four. I mean, they already have their, you know, focus crowning achievement, four. you know, the you 90th. You have the, the energy drink cup. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking, the fucking, <laughs> the 99-cent Walmart trophy. <laughs> Y'all have that, so you can stick with that. All I'm saying is that, um, yeah, man, they spent you know, hundreds of millions, new manager, you know, ten hags, uh, <laughs> ten hags, mighty reds, mm-hmm. mentality monsters, all of that. Fourth, third. Yeah, but you know, I think man, I think Man United is actually yeah. looking to get some pretty solid signings this offseason. They could, they could potentially land, land Jude. They could potentially land Harry Kane. They are not, yo, Harry. They nah. They, they don't. They don't need Jew Bellingham. They need yeah, maybe Harry Kane. They don't need Jew Bellingham. I don't know. Jew Bellingham. Really... I mean, I don't know because Jew Bellingham. You can, okay, bro? Because if you get Jew Bellingham, you'd have to put one of Bruno Fernandez or Ericsson 
or Sabitzer, who's been good on the bench. Sabitzer was solid that game, that one game. He but it was for both their goals. I don't know, man. For like I said, like I mean, you had this debate off camera the other day. But for 150 million or whatever Dortmund want for Bellingham, you could buy three midfielders instead yeah. of paying one. Yeah, he's plus, not worth it. Plus joining the, he's joining the, he would be joining. Like I, I say, he joins Man United, joins the biggest team in England. 150 million. He's still like what 20, and he's English as well. So yeah. like. The pressure's going to get them. He's not going to be as good as what people think he is, which is normal because he's 20. He's not meant to be fucking, you know, Iniesta. But, like, at the same time, I, I don't know. I would. It's a bit worrying I because I think, him. like, a player like him, he's 20 years old, right? He's coming into a league where, well, he's, he plays in Germany right now. In Germany, he's basically this English prodigy, and all English fans love him, and they want him to play for them, right? As soon as he hits the Premier League, he becomes basically uh, a player for one team, and he is hated by everybody else. Yeah, that's the th- but right? that's the thing. That's bro. where the pressure comes, right? That's the thing. Look at like for example, Kai Havertz, for example, and like Kai Havertz, Anthony's, Mudricks, all these players. Like they're not players that necessarily they've done anything to be hated. It's just the fact that they play on <laughs> on hated teams. That's yeah, why they get exactly, shadowed. Right? Like like say say Mikhailo Mudrik joined. I don't know everything. You think we'd give a shit? No. no say Kai Havertz no played for Aston Villa. You think we'd give a shit? No. no. Okay. The fact they play for Chelsea. Yeah, no, exactly. So that that that's that can get to it. Like if you if you're not if you don't have a tough mentality, which obviously is too early for us to say about Jude, and I don't want to like discredit him in that sense because mm-hmm. I don't know, right? Yeah. But if you don't have a tough mentality, being this like this prodigy or like this 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 future star and in coming into the Premier League like that, it could it could really yeah, like, could take a toll, you. especially yeah. at a price tag of one hundred and fifty million. That's a lot. I don't know, man. Let's you know. I, I want to skim through this real quickly. Yeah, Arsenal bottled a two no beat against West. Nah, we're not skimming through that. Nah. Uh, so Arsenal uh, have become the, the new bottle jobs of the Premier League. Uh, they go up two 0 against Liverpool last week, and then they end up getting uh, eh. drawn. Huh? Eh. What? <laughs> Top of the league is called bottling to you. Why y'all not winning shit, bro? Honestly, eh. I. Uh, <laughs> you guys have been fin- you guys have been finishing second and wiping City's botchery crease the last five years. Talking about we bottle, you got so Arsenal has become the new bottle job of the league. So they go up two nil against Liverpool. They bottled that. They end up drawing two two, and then they go up two nil against uh, West Ham this week. Yet today, uh, and what happens is that uh, West Ham scores a penalty, which is like obviously not unlucky for Arsenal to, to concede that. Uh, Saka misses a penalty, which is rough because. Uh, I, I seem to recall a bunch of Arsenal fans clowning Mohamed Salah for doing that last week. Uh, I digress, though. Uh, and then uh, West Ham ties it with, with a pretty solid goal. Yo, the goal... <sighs> In what, like the 55th minute? Yeah, we should have won that. Yo, this... Okay, as my, I love Arteta. You know how much I love, I love Arteta. Yeah. No, he's, he's great, man. great. But he has this wenger tendency mm. where he makes subs way last minute. Because, bro, he brings on, I think, three or four... Three out of the five subs he made, he made after like the 82nd, 83rd minute. Like, what's the fucking point? Bro, me, what the second it hit like the 60th minute, because let me check real quick the, the, what time he made the subs at. Because I remember the subs he made pissed me off so much. Because first of all, he took off Martinelli and not Saka. I would have taken off Saka instead of Martinelli. That's one. And then also on top of the fact that he takes off. Like, okay, Jesus, I get it because he was on a yellow card. But like, I don't know, man. Like, let's, let's see. Times they made the subs. So, Jorginho and Trossard both come on the 67th minute, which isn't, like, too bad. Okay, fine. But then, Fabio Vieira, Nelson come on in the 85th minute, and then Kenny in the 90th minute. Like, what's the point? 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, like if I'm Arteta, bro, I'm making. I was made. I'd make the. I would have made the Saka substitution with Trossard 60th minute. Jorginho, yeah, the Jorginho and Trossard sub 60th minute. Then once it hit maybe like 70, 75th minute, and nothing changes. That's when I would have brought on you know Nelson. I would have brought on Fabio Vieira. But not even Fabio Vieira, bro. Bring on Emil Smith Rowe. Fabio Fabio Vieira is a bum. He doesn't do anything. Mm-hmm. He's a bum. Bring on uh, Smith Rowe and Kedia. Okay, cool. But that that that's the thing I will say though. That's good. As we've been, our starting eleven is very solid, but our bench needs work. Yeah. Fair enough. Because, like, I don't I, – you can't – you're not going to be able to fight for pretty much, yeah, FA Cup, Carabao Cup, Premier League, and, like, Champions League next year. You can't find all four fronts w- with the squad we have. You can fight for one trophy, okay, but you need – we need at least three or four good signings mm-hmm. for us to compete on all fronts next year. So, what one of the things, obviously, Zinchenko has had a couple of – like, obviously, I, I respect him as a, as a player. He's, a, he's been a great leader for your team. He's had a couple of shaky performances against Liverpool – and now against West Ham, do does does Arteta? No, Zinchenko didn't play today. It was Tierney. Oh, it was. Yeah, but he had a. Zinchenko had a. Had a I, think, groin. I think it was a result of of that shaky performance against Liverpool. Well, it was that, but also apparently he was a bit injured. Yeah. Because he's gonna be back against Southampton on Friday, so apparently he was a bit injured. I mean, I would have. Yeah, I would have dropped him for the game today. Like, I don't, I don't disagree with Tierney starting, but my thing is that. Now this is so like it's it's dumb for me to say because Tierney for me is is he's a quality left like to me he's a starter on pretty much most teams in the world to mm-hmm. me I think Tierney starts for most uh, teams in the world but for the way that we play you can see why Zinchenko starts over him because he's just like Tierney's a better defender than yeah. Zinchenko like, like say Tierney was the one like say Tierney was playing um the last like 20, 30 minutes against Liverpool and we took out Zinchenko I think we win that game probably because mm-hmm. uh, Zinchenko got. Sk- Got skimmed by Arnold. That's how you guys ended up tying the game. So Tierney defensively is better than Zinchenko, but Zinchenko offers more in terms of like build the play and everything. Zinchenko offers more because Tierney's things he gets the ball, he runs and just like whips it across. He's he's a very he's Andy he's basically Andy Robertson essentially. He's an Andy Robertson. No, and that's the thing, right? So like Zinchenko obviously has had some suspect moments defensively. But what I really rated about his game is his offensive play. Now, yeah. when you're starting to, when you try to park the bus, when you're up two 0 for example, yeah, like obviously you go for a more def- more defensive player, right? Yeah. Uh, this week is different. Obviously, this week he was he wasn't even playing, um, and maybe that that injury was was kind of weighing on him a little bit against Liverpool, and maybe yeah. that's why he wasn't having <laughs> much of a solid game. Maybe. I still think he's he's an amazing player, and I think that he's really helped you guys. But one no, of the no, things, yeah, yeah, for sure, yeah. But one of the things that like disappoints me a little bit is like like. I know this is kind of like a, an extreme case, but do you feel with like how dominant Man City has been over the last couple of years that the Premier League is starting to become a bit of a like a farmers league? Bro, it's boring because any other season Liverpool would have had you know more than one Premier League title. Arsenal would be winning the Premier League title this year comfortably. Any other season, any other season, teams like Arsenal, Liverpool, and uh, and even like um, like Man United, Chelsea, stuff like that, they'd be winning more. The issue right now is that in order for you to win the Premier League. You have to be basically a robot. Like you, yeah. like I saw someone point this out earlier. You have to basically, like, essentially perfect to win the Premier League because every year to win the Premier League, you have to pretty, like, keep in mind that you have to pretty much go at least ninety points plus yeah. to win to even have a chance to win. And that's like never been heard of. Like Chelsea in 2017 broke the points record mm. with 93 points yeah. to win the Premier League. 93 points now doesn't guarantee you a Premier League. Back then, if you got if you got at least 85 points 10, 15 years ago in the Premier League. You probably were gonna win the Premier League, but to win it now, you have to be like damn near perfect. Because any other season, Arsenal would be comfortably gonna win the Premier League this year, and that's what I think is dumb with people trying to say like, oh, like we're like we're disappointed this year, whatever. Like, okay, granted, yeah, Arsenal fans have talked a lot of shit about us winning the league, so I get why people will clown us for it if we don't win the league. 
But us finishing second on most likely we're going to hit at least 90 points this year. I don't get – like, that, sh- that shouldn't be treated as, like – Failure. It's disappointing, but it shouldn't be treated as failure. It's not. It's because, not like, failure because no, like in the sense that nobody really expected Arsenal to be where they are today. Yeah. It's just like you kind of like as an Arsenal fan, you kind of see like the how Liverpool fans have been feeling over the last couple of years, where like Liverpool has yeah. put up amazing performances, right? Yeah. But Man City is just built different. But that's the thing. But the Man, Man City, the th- and also yeah, the thing is, I will point this out real quickly. The penalty West Ham had sh- shouldn't have uh, not the penalty. Sorry. Yeah, that's right. The penalty they did have shouldn't have been a penalty because in the lead-up to the penalty, Declan Rice handballed it. Hmm. And they didn't check it. They didn't VAR check They VAR checked and they still gave it. But that's mm-hmm. what I'm telling you. Arsenal this year have been robbed of four points mm-hmm. against Brentford when they didn't drop the lines against West Ham. If we don't get robbed of those, we're basically still what? We're, yeah, eight points clear in Man City with a game in hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah, basically. and obviously... But no, it's bullshit. It's, it's bullshit. It's, you, it's have crazy, to be, you have to be damn near perfect to yeah. win the Premier League now. And it's boring because now it's like, who's going to be able to challenge Man City for the Premier League? If Arsenal... Because... Arsenal, if they don't win it this year, Man City are gonna be, are gonna win it three years in a row, and then next year, who the fuck is gonna challenge them? I don't think Newcastle are at that stage yet. No. Arsenal can keep building it, maybe Liverpool, maybe I don't think Man United are there yet. Chelsea, I don't, I don't think they're there at all, mm. and obviously not Spurs. So like, it is getting kind of boring because as opposed to like, I will say this though, despite Man City pretty much. Because if you take out Liverpool's Premier League win, Man City have won the would have won the Premier League six out of the last seven years, yeah. which is boring as shit. Yeah. But I will say, as opposed to other quote unquote farmers leagues, the the title races are at least somewhat interesting. There's only been one. Sh- there's only been two like really boring title races in the last um, few years, and it's been uh, 2021 because Man City ended up winning that by like at least like 17 points, I think. Yeah. And then there was um, twenty twenty when Liverpool won, uh, won it by eighteen points. Other than that, every other Premier League title race the last few years has been pretty interesting. Yeah, so. no, I think I think you could definitely say that. You could definitely have both both things where you're kind of sick of seeing Man City win, and you're kind of feeling that like it's 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 becoming a bit predictable. Mm-hmm. But yeah, like obviously, I think a lot of us were enjoying watching that that kind of like toe to toe battle between Arsenal and. Uh, and uh, Man City, so like it's, it's obviously disappointing. It's, it's not over for Arsenal by any means. It's just yeah, no. they need to figure some some st- stuff out, and then you need to guys basically need to hope that like next it's next Sunday. Yeah, well, I st- no uh, no we play them next Wednesday, the twenty sixth of, uh, of April. Twenty sixth of April. And it, here's the thing though, is that Arsenal right now we're still four points clear with a game in hand. So again, Man City win that they go one point behind us now. If we can at least draw, or like it's not over by any means, because if we can draw or beat, I think if we beat Man City, if we beat Man City, I think we win the Premier League. Yeah. If we draw against them, I think it's somewhat probable, even yeah. though I don't necessarily think a hundred percent. We lose to Man. If we basically lose to Man City, yeah, it's done. It's because I don't think Man City ha- are dropping any points. Because no. the only like tough games they'd have left would be. I mean, I know that they play Chelsea, but that's not even that's a tough, not a tough game. game. No, no. That's not really a tough game. No, no. That's not really a tough game. Who do, who do Man City still have to play against? Because they don't really have any tough games left, I don't think. Let me check. They have to play... They play us. They play... Well, they have to play Brighton, which will be tough. They have to play Chelsea, Brentford. I mean, Leeds, West Ham, Everton, Fulham. Like, they're not no. easy games, but they're not tough. Like, the only tough games they really have left are probably us and Brighton. That's it. Yep. And they're playing us at home, and they're playing Brighton. Play, I think they're playing Brighton at home as well. Let me check. Let me see. Are they playing Brian at home? They're playing Brian at home. No. Oh. Oh no. They're playing Brian away. Yeah. Brian away might be hard. Yeah. That could be difficult. Um. But yeah. Anyway, that I think that kind of concludes what we wanted to talk about for this week's Premier League roundup. Yeah. Uh, move on, Champions League. Move on to Champions bro, League. Bro. If you guys watched it this week, 
Uh, you would have known the matchup: so Man City versus Bayern. Oh, McConnell's a bum. Uh, we're gonna yeah. So the, that that bum. matchup ended a three-zero for Man City's favor, uh, and Bayern was not didn't even look close to like. Why was it they got two shots? Even this week, cause I know um I don't know if you're really paying attention to Bundesliga. Even this yeah. week they drew one-one. They drew one. to Hoffenheim. Yeah, right? they drew one-one exactly. Even they they haven't been really wow since Tuchel came in, and I, I know it's not two shots. Well, it's it's not him. It's Tuchel or Tuchel? I don't, I'm going to say Tuchel. You know what, Tuchel. No, bro, let's just say Tuchel. That's not a little French. You know? <laughs> yeah, but he's fucking I German. know, but like, you know. Point is, I don't, I'm not saying it's his fault necessarily, but the decision to sack him, like I said, like on the on the TikTok page, which you guys should be following, you know, TikTok will be linked. I said I said this, like, I don't really think, like, it's not Tuchel's fault, it's but fault, no. the decision to sack Nagelsmann is looking dumber and dumber as, like, the weeks pass by. Honestly, because Bayern right now are pretty much out of the Champions League. I don't see Man City, uh, Losing, fucking by more than three goals to lose against uh, Bayern, so that leaves Man City pretty much in the semifinals against Madrid because Madrid beat Chelsea two zero as well. Che- There's no way Chelsea are winning that. Ma- Madrid should have had Madrid should have won by more as well. Ma- freaking um, Chelsea had only one chance that I could remember, and it was Jao Felix like beginning of the match. He had a chance to score, and I say chance, it was kind of like a decent chance, but it wasn't like an open net or anything. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Chelsea. Alright, so that would leave Man City, Madrid, and then the one the the fixtures that are still in the balance. I think are yeah, still AC Milan and Napoli, and then there's Benfica and Inter Milan. So I need to because you watched the Milan Napoli. I didn't watch that game. I need you. What do you think? Uh, so Milan uh, Napoli was kind of a boring game because Napoli like with with like without uh, Oshiman, like they basically felt like they had no presence in the attack. Right, so it was a very stale game. I th- I'm pretty sure Milan scores in the first half, if I remember correctly. Milan basically scored the first half, parked the bus for the rest of the game. But um, they did get a red. Ca- I saw Napoli got a red card. What was that about? Uh, they had a red card. I know that. If you can remember, mm-hmm. I remember. Yeah, because Chelsea had a red card and Napoli had a red card. I remember. Let me let me go. Ben Chilwell's a bum as well. Except Chelsea fans already know that. But basically, um. Yeah, no, I don't know. Right oh, now, yeah, and Grisa. Yeah, do you remember why he got a red card? It was yeah, what was it? Two yellows. Two yellows. Oh, two yellows. Okay, yeah. so it wasn't really a significant thing. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like essentially, like Napoli just didn't look any, any like kind of threat, even with with uh, Kvicha playing his his natural position, but without Oshiman kind of like like yeah, spearheading that attack. Yeah, he's the glue. He's the glue. Exactly, and and you've noticed it in Serie A when they play without him. And now you've noticed it in Champions League when they when yeah. they play without him. Now the only I don't want to say the only saving grace, but the, one of the major saving graces for for Napoli fans is this: is uh, Victor Oshiman has been confirmed to be available for the next game. Mm-hmm. Next game will be in in uh, at home for mm-hmm. Napoli, mm-hmm. which is great because you're only down one nil on an aggregate. Yeah. Um, it's not over by any means like some of these other matchups, like the Man City and Bayern matchup, for example. Plus, away goals aren't a factor. Plus, anymore. away goals are not a so factor. Like um, so, you guys uh, definitely have something to look forward to, something to be hopeful for. I think Napoli go through. Um, I still think they go through. Uh, AC, yeah, AC Milan, like, honestly. They've been, yo, they've not been that great domestically. I think Domestically, no, but they have, they've shown, like, well, I mean, they beat, they beat Napoli 4 0 earlier. Yeah, but that, uh, but everyone was shot. I remember because here's the thing: because Napoli, I don't know if Oshiman was in that game, but okay, so Napoli, re, like this weekend, they also drew nil nil mm-hmm. to Hellas Verona. Hellas Verona, if I'm, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, they're near the bottom. Yeah, Hellas Verona in the relegation battle. They drew nil nil to them because they don't have Oshiman. Now, Napoli, Napoli are still gonna win the, the they're still gonna win Serie A, obviously, because they're 14 points above Lazio in second. But okay, AC Milan is fourth right now, so they're in the Champions League spot, but they're only two points ahead of uh, Inter Milan. Five points ahead of uh, Atalanta, and Atalanta have a game in hand. Mm. So they win that. They go two points behind them. So, like, AC Milan are not confirmed to be Champions League next year. And in my opinion, 
basically watching them. Rafael Leao was kind of hot and cold, and the, their whole attack is based around uh, is mainly based around him. I know yeah. that they still have Giroud, they still have like Brahim Diaz in the midfield and stuff like that, but their attack is somewhat, I think, concentrated more towards Rafael Leao. Rafael Leao was kind of hot and cold. That's the thing. So game, like, he had a good game against. Uh, he Napoli. is not. He he's he was making some amazing. Oh no, runs. he's wavy. He's a very uh, good he's player. Very very good player. He's good, but I still um, think I still think Napoli go through, and I think for finally if you go. Yeah, Inter and um, Benfica. Now, I thought Benfica were going to... Well, I didn't think with dust Inter, but I thought Benfica were going to win by probably 2-3. Because Benfica have been dusting the Portuguese League this year, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. And well, also, um, they also had the most goals in the Champions League this year. That was at home, too. Yeah, and it was at home. That was at home. Like, and that's, Benfica that's Stadium to... is huge. It's 65,000. Yeah. Portuguese fans are, like, loud as shit, too. So, like... Mm. That was a really surprising result. Mm. Especially because Inter has not been, like, yeah, they've been they've been they've been bummed. But Champions League-wise, they've been doing good. Bro, they, 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 they lost... They Barca for in the qualifications. Yeah, but... They, like, I will never forgive Fika for that. They, Inter Milan lost 1-0 against Monza yesterday. Monza mm. are dog shit. Mm. This is the first time in... In uh, in history, in Inter Milan's history as well, they've gone through. They've lost three games in a row without scoring a single goal. Mm-hmm. This is the first time it's ever happened in their history, bro. Inter Milan are bums. I'm telling you, I w- I will never forgive Eric Garcia and PK for making us crash out mm-hmm. like that, dickheads. Yeah, and uh, I actually did like. Obviously, those are the matchup. Those are the first legs. The next legs are coming up this week, so we'll definitely be covering those in, in next uh, more next in week's depth. Yeah, once we know once like we know what the semis are. But like quick prediction right now, I can definitely say. It's going to be Man City and Madrid in the semis. Yep. And it pro- I think I'm going to go right now. It's going to be Napoli and probably Inter Milan in the semis as well. Because Benfica are good, but since they have to play at the San Siro and they're down 2 0, I don't see them. Yeah. Because Inter Milan probably just going to park the bus. So I don't really see Benfica doing that. Make so it's going to be, yeah. Pro- I think it's going to be, yeah, Napoli, Inter. I think, but that's a bit harder to call. AC Milan could still win that. Benfica could probably still win, mm. maybe. But I think for sure we can say Man City and Madrid are going to play in the semis. And between them, well, Man City's a way better team on paper. They're a better team. They play better, but it's Madrid. It's Madrid, but I, st- I I have a hard time imagining Man City not washing them. Because yeah, they Madrid have Holland. Has been, and they Madrid have has Holland. been so ass. They've like, been sus. They needed, they needed two. so ass. I don't want to say that. Like, it's Madrid. Well, bro, like, they, they're, well, look, Barca, even though Barca are 11 points clear, Barca have been, they've low-key been, like, this year, Barca have been disappointing. Like, like, they're yeah. not, like, Barca they, has Bar- not been amazing. Barca's been not that great this year, and we're still 11 points ahead of Madrid. That, yeah. That's the thing. And, like, and plus, like, half of our fucking key players are injured, and we're still 11 points above Madrid in the mm-hmm. league. Madrid needed two, well, not last minute, but, like, it was past the 70th minute. They needed two goals to beat Cadiz, and Cadiz are, like, what, I think last? Mm-hmm. I think Cadiz are... Let me check this real quick. These are like last in, in the league, I'm pretty sure. And, they're, and not only that they're like last, but they're like 15 points from safety. <laughs> Let me check. Oh, no, sorry. That's Elche. Never mind. <laughs> My fault. Sorry, no. Cadiz are 16th. Okay. They're 16th and they're four points ahead of relegation. So yeah, they're not great either. Madrid needed. We're not that convincing in that game. That's the thing. So, no. I don't know. For me, if I'm going based on who like should logically win it would be man city but then that's what i said last year madrid ended up beating them because it's it's madrid you it's know madrid in the Champions you, League. you never know force. but they have holland this year they and have madrid's this back year. line is leaky and as long as like we've talked about the fear that madrid instills in like their opponents especially the premier league opponents for whatever reason and the way that madrid does tend to like step mm-hmm. up against premier league opponents as of late especially um, I could see them winning. Don't get me wrong. They could win. Madrid could but win. But as long as Man City goes in, knowing that they are, in fact, they are, in fact, the better team. They need to go in, yeah, thinking, then, like, knowing that we're... Then, yeah, exactly. We're so, those guys. They, have Holland, they didn't have Holland last year. The, the, way, the reason why is because 
I think Madrid are worse than they were last year, mm. personally. I think now I know like in, in the Champions League they have been better, mm-hmm. but they've also been playing worse teams than they were last year because the who they play in the yeah so Liverpool are a worse team than Liverpool they played against last year in the final. Chelsea are considerably worse than what they played last year, and Madrid and the league have been shit. That's the thing. Madrid, to, in my opinion, are worse than they were last year, mm-hmm. and Man City are are probably better because Man City damn near beat Madrid without Holland. Now they have mm-hmm. Holland. They have someone who can clinically score for them. So like. Mm-hmm. I think Man City probably win the. I think Man City are gonna win it this year. Pierre. I think Man City either Man City or Napoli win it this year. But yeah. I think it's probably gonna be Man City. Yeah. No, that, I think that's a fair prediction. I, I Man City has looked very dominant. They could, they, but you know, you never know with the Champions League. The Champions League is one of the like wonkiest competitions that you can like imagine. Mm. Um, some crazy thing could happen, but that that's kind of, um, I think tables that discussion for now until we kind of see what goes on in the next uh, leg uh obviously if you guys have your own predictions feel free to leave those in the comments uh there is one last thing i want to touch on before we wrap up this uh, this week's podcast mm-hmm. and that is pertaining to Bayern because we knew we know what happened between mane uh, sadio and mane and and sane uh because there was a bit of an altercation yeah, man, boozed up. I'm surprised Mane punched him though. You like Mane is not the type. That brother of... looks like he's a no, but Mane, piece, bro, know? but Mane is like the last dude. Like yeah. it's like if you tell me Angolo Conte punched him. Like Ma- no, Mane not, to not me to is not level. Mane to me is not someone like I think would like actually go punch a team. Yeah. Like Sane must have really pissed. He him must off. have really pissed him off. That's like, what I'm saying. He must have like talked shit about his family or something. You know? yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh, well, look, yeah, the question basically we were like gonna discuss, and we want to leave this to you guys as well because it is like kind of up for debate. So did Mane make a mistake by leaving Liverpool? Now, I'll let you start off because you're the resident Liverpool fan. So I'll let you start off. I there's again. I think that I like to look at things on a, from a multi multi perspective analysis, and in this case, there's also that can we, that can also be applied here. Mane leaving Liverpool why? Because he wanted to look for a new challenge. He felt like he won everything with Liverpool that he could win, and he wanted to stop feeling like he was basically set it second fiddle to Sinchi Makalam. Those are my personal opinions as to why he chose to leave. The main being that he wanted a new challenge and he felt like Bayern Munich would provide him with that new challenge. He could potentially be the man in that club given that Lewandowski was gone, kind of th- that kind of a thing. Mm. Uh, and so that was the, the, the thought process behind that, right? Now, what I do fault him with is that although we did not win uh, Champions League last year and we did not win the Premier League, Liverpool were at still a relative high. In, in their position within the, the Premier League and within Europe in general. And as a player, why would you leave something like that when it was going so good for you? Because you were playing amazing, right? Mm-hmm. You were you were such an um, important piece to that club. Now, obviously, this comes from a very biased perspective because I love Sadio Mane and I wanted him to stay at, at Liverpool. But I, what, I, what I can see why you could potentially think of it as a mistake to leave Liverpool was that we were at a high of, of, in terms of quality in our play, and whatever. And now, do I think that Sadio Mane would have all of a sudden made Liverpool uh, go from an eighth position team this season to uh, top four? I don't know. That's that's a hard hard thing to say because I don't. Th- it, it wasn't that left wing position that was our, our our point of weakness this season. It was our midfield, right? So would he have really changed that? I'm not sure. He was a big facilitator though on our team. He was a big. Uh, also, he was the clutchest player on your he team. He was yeah. He's clutch. He was probably the most clutch dude on your team. Right. Um. He was. He was quick. He, he, he was a great passer. He, he did a lot of things for that Liverpool side that, that you could still imagine that, honestly, we're missing this, this season, right? So yeah. did he make a mistake, in my opinion, as a biased Liverpool fan? 
I think he did. Obviously, 2020 uh, or, or hindsight is 2020, mm. and you can only say that, right? Uh, he started his season off with Byron pretty well, right? But then he got injured. But then he got injured, yeah. and he kind of ever since then he's been so, yeah. like a, a shell of his former self, right? Some, you know, man. To me, this question. So, like I told you, I have like basically like a two ways you could say. Essentially, I don't think I think he made a mis- I don't think he made a mistake leaving Liverpool. I think he made a mistake by leaving them for Bayern. Mm. Because for me, if I'm Sadio Mane, I'm looking at it like this. I've already won pretty much like you said everything with Liverpool. He already won the Premier League. He's won the Champions League. He's won. Uh, did he win the Carabao Cup? Yeah, know. we won the Carabao Cup. He last won season. the. You guys. He didn't win the FA Cup. You guys. Yeah, won. we did. You did. We won last season against Chelsea. Oh shit! Yeah, you did. You did yeah. too. Okay, won the FA. Yeah, so he won pretty much everything with Liverpool. So him leaving as at the age he was too, because he's like thirty or thirty-one. I don't think him leaving is really the issue. I don't think he made a mistake that. But if I'm him, I'm thinking if I'm gonna leave Liverpool, I'm gonna leave them for like a La Liga team. Like I would leave them for like let's say like a Barca, a Madrid, maybe like you go to like um like a I don't know, like a Napoli and AC Milan. Like you go on to those teams who are like you could really challenge for something because him him going to Bayern essentially is like. He goes there, you're pretty much guaranteed to at least win the German title. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can win the Champions League with Bayern and stuff, and that would be cool, like a second Champions League title. But for me, I'm like, you could join other teams who you could have easy, like as much of a chance of winning a Champions League title with them on top of the fact that winning a league title would mean more. Like, for example, if he joins Madrid, he has probably an equal of a chance to win the Champions League as Bayern does. On top of that, him winning La Liga is more significant than him winning the Bundesliga because La Liga is harder to win than the Bundesliga if you're like, because it's Bayern always watches. So for me, it's a thing of like, if I was Mane, I would look at my options. Either stay at Liverpool or go to Bayern. I'd stay at Liverpool. Now, if you say stay at Liverpool or go to Barca, Madrid, or whatever, yeah, I'd go to one of them. Because I, I, I would have got to Barca. Like, look, imagine your team with a, with a healthy Saudi Mane. Bro, that's the position that we need as yeah, well. Exactly, it's the right? left wing, yeah. But like, for me, yeah. Like, you go, you go there and like, yeah, it makes more sense because it means more to win a title with Real or Barca than it does with Bayern. So, like, for me, either that or you just stay at Liverpool. Because, honestly, like you said, Liverpool were one point away from winning the Champions uh, one Sorry, one point away from winning the Premier League, and they were pretty much, yeah, the final away from winning the Champions League. So, you guys were pretty much this close to winning a quadruple last year. So, like, yeah, if I'm Mane, obviously you guys weren't going to be as good this year, but if I had an option between staying at Liverpool or going to Bayern, yeah, I'd stay at Liverpool. So, yeah, to basically conclude... I don't think he made a mistake leaving Liverpool. I just think the team. He, I think he made a mistake leaving Liverpool for Bayern. Yeah, I think that's the mistake. That's he a made. fair. That's a fair point. Uh, and obviously, you guys are welcome to share your opinions in the comments or or, yeah. or DM us if you guys have al- alternate opinions about uh, mm-hmm. Mane. Yeah. Uh, should he come back? Should he just move on? That's like that's behind him. Should he just move on uh, mm-hmm. and or stay in Bayern and and kind of work through his his troubles there? Um, let us know what you guys think, and that is kind of going to wrap us uh, wrap us up for this week's podcast. Yep. Uh, we really appreciate you guys for tuning in, and watching our TikToks, and and watching, and you know, uh, keep gotta get that support going, keep yo. Keep the support going. We're the most active on TikTok, so if you guys are looking yeah. for more content, more fun, more tier lists, more bracket challenges, whatever, what have you, go to our TikTok. We'll be linking that in the description below on our YouTube. Uh, and also on our Spotify, so um, definitely listen to that. We're also available on Apple, uh, not Apple Music yet, but we uh, hopefully we'll be available on Apple Music. We're available on Amazon Music. If you guys prefer to listen to us instead of looking at Brahim's ugly face, mm. that's uh, not nah, kidding, bro. You're kind of beautiful. Yeah. Uh, my, yo, like I said last week, man. Yeah, y'all should listen to me when you're like studying or sleeping, man. My, my voice is soothing. You feel Super me? Super soothing. Damn, I almost fell asleep making this podcast. But yeah, shout out to you guys. We really appreciate you. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, hopefully, we see you guys next week. And tell your friends about us. Peace out. Mm. Bye, guys.